Hi, this is Melissa Zimmerman, and welcome to this edition of He Doesn't Waste a Thing. And today I'm really excited because, you know, I always bring fun guests and interesting people to my podcast, and today is one of my favorite people, and so I'm super happy to introduce you uh, to my only daughter, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit today about how to reach millennials and whatever other topics come up and whatever that looks like. So here we go. Say hi, Mariah. What's up? There you go. That was the end of our conversation. Or, well, maybe not. But uh, we're sitting here having coffee, and um, I just sort of spontaneously said, hey, I want you to join me for a podcast this morning. And uh, after arm twisting, she agreed to say yes. And so uh, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Okay, so... I am Mariah Lumpkin, obviously. I'm your daughter, obviously you said that. Um, I'm 22 years old, and um, I work for a young adult's missions organization, and that's really cool. I'm currently engaged um, to the coolest guy in the world, Obed Salazar. Shout out. You're great. Um, And... I don't know. That's all I got. That's usually the standard intro for people. So tell us a little bit about um, how you came to know Christ. Um, well, I grew up in a, in a home where Jesus was all around all the time. And I feel like I was, um, I feel like I was probably filled with the Holy Spirit whenever, you know, since I was born. Just because I feel like looking back on my life, I'm like, oh, that was the Holy Spirit talking to me or whatever. But it really kind of like made sense to me probably when I was like 12 or 13 at like a worship night. And um, I think it was there whenever I just kind of realized I don't really have to do what other people tell like think of me. I don't have to, you know, do what um, they think I should do or whatever. And I can just do exactly what God wants me to do. And um, um, yeah. Kind of that. All right. And so um, tell me one way that just being a Christ follower from an early age has impacted your life in relationship to the people, other people your age who maybe didn't have that same experience. Um, I don't know. I think it was, I don't know. I think it was just helpful because it created um, a safe environment for me to be able to learn about my feelings and to learn about how to interact with people and communicate better um, because, you know, you are a life coach and I've taken thousands of, of personality tests. So if you're wondering, I am an ENFP. Um, I'm from the fun country with my adopted country of peace um, and um, I'm a 98% influencer, then I'm a doer, responder, so like if you're curious, oh my love languages are, no I'm just kidding, so <laughs> what are your love languages? <laughs> my love languages are quality time and gifts, so, or gifts quality time, something, but anyways, yeah, so I, it, I <laughs> it's helped me, I feel like it's really helped me learn how to build a good self-awareness and and be able to find those qualities in people to be able to understand them better because I feel like that is one of the most important things that you can have is just being able to understand yourself and people better so so you're the baby of the family Mm -hmm. Uh, she's generally cherished that position uh, and 
and uh, celebrated that she's the baby. She's also the only girl. So um, what was it like growing up with big brothers who were, uh, her oldest brother is 11 years older than her and the other one's seven years older than her. And uh, so what was that like for you? Um, well, for the most part, it was pretty chill because they were already adults, basically, whenever I was around figuring out things. So um, I saw them every once in a while, but they were cool. They made me tougher. I would, I think just because I was a small person, um, I just looked easy to pick up and throw around. So I got picked up and thrown around a lot. I would just walk down the hallway, minding my own business, and my oldest brother would pick me up by the arms and held me up against the wall and he's what are you doing and I was like I don't know I was just going to the to the bathroom I don't whatever okay so there was many times where they would you know make eye contact and then see me and then run after me and one would hold me down and the other one would sit on me so it's just it was I don't know I feel like I've gotten tougher because of that and um <clears throat> I don't feel like I I don't know I don't feel like I worry about as much because I'm just like well whatever my brother's they 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 toughened me up for this, so I don't know. If you can survive the boys, you can survive anything in the world. Is that what you're mm -hmm. thinking? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So um, you're of the millennial generation. Give us a couple of facts of things that you think uh, the church can do to impact millennials the best. Mm, that's a touchy subject because not a lot of people like millennials. Well, this is your opportunity to help help everybody understand why millennials are great. I think millennials get flack because they see things differently than other people and how things have been done. And um, I heard, I don't know if this is true, but I heard somewhere that um, how people say that millennials are afraid of commitment, but because they have, they can't hold down a job and they you know, live in small apartments and all of this stuff. But someone, I think Obed showed me an article or something about how millennials are a lot more like financially successful because they have multiple sources of income and they live small and they don't really, you know, they don't really spend a bunch of money on, I guess, stupid things and, you know, have a bunch of money coming in from their, their coffee shop job to their uh, <clears throat> clothing store job to, you know, working at a front desk sort of thing and, and I don't know about you, but I feel like that shows uh, hardworking um, as an asset, as a millennial. But no, I don't know. Um, so how, would you re how, do, how do we reach the millennials uh, for the kingdom? I think, um, I think just first of all, you should just cut the sugar-coated, uh, sweet Jesus, you know, thing that you want to always try to give to people, but he, like, people just want realness, and people just want authenticity, and they will see right through your um, spiel of, well, this is what I always say to unsaved people, or this is what I always say to young people, or whatever. They'll see right through that, and then they'll be uninterested, and you won't reach them, and, and, and what they want is someone who actually cares about what they think, um, and wants to hear, uh, what they have to say and because I feel like a lot of times because of this whole stigma of millennials don't know anything millennials are afraid of commitment millennials whatever can't love the lord millennials don't oh, I'm just kidding <laughs> and um I think because that is continually just like placed on us we don't really want to 
or we'll begin to believe that ourselves. And I don't know, I think if you actually prove that wrong to them, that you do think that they um, can be committed to something and then they do, you know, believe in something bigger than themselves and, um, I don't know, want to take care of each other, want to take care of the, um, themselves and, and just be better people. I really think that's what it is, is we actually do want to be better people. It's just everyone thinks we don't and doesn't give us the time to try to be better. So then we have to find it ourselves and then we find it in stupid ways. But I think because I've been... Um, I grew up in a house that has the Holy Spirit in it. I'm able to, you know, use the discernment of the Holy Spirit to decipher between what is good and what is wrong and um, on my own because I know the Holy Spirit. And, um, um, yeah, and I don't just spiral down something. And I know, okay, this makes me really, really sad. Why does this trigger me right here? Okay, well, I because I've learned all of these personality traits and I've learned all of this self-awareness stuff from, you know, my life coaching parents, um, as I'm able to stop and look at my life and be like, okay, this is why I feel this way. Okay, cool, but this is like the actuality of what it is. So just remember that or let's take steps towards this way and so on. And I think if you just realize that we're... Millennials are looking for something. They just need someone to believe in them and actually give them the tools to go on and do it. One of the things that I would like for you to know about Mariah is that she has a real heart for missions. And she's traveled a lot in the last four or five years, been to a lot of countries and done a lot of big things. And, And I remember one day when she said, I finally realized that just because I'm tiny and she's small, y'all, about five foot one, Maybe I'm two. Like five, two and a half. <laughs> five, two, but she's tiny. And um, she felt like for a long time, I think you, had, you told us you had the belief that because you were small, you couldn't do big things. Mm-hmm. And I remember when she came and said, I finally realized that that's not true. And so uh, she's been traveling around the world for the last four years or, and gone to some really amazing, gotten to see some really amazing things. And so tell them a little bit about what your heart is for the future. Um, well, this is kind of fresh. I just, so, okay. I, a long time ago, asked God to talk to me in dreams because I have a lot going on in my brain during the day, so it's really hard for me to, (laughs) I mean, like, let's be real, it's hard to stop myself and be like, okay, Lord, yes, what do you have for me in this moment? And I think when I'm, like, in those moments of, like, asleep or falling asleep that like my brain is actually quiet enough for the for a god to like actually say something and so I just said you know what since I got since I can't quiet myself during the day lord just just give me dreams or whatever and so recently he's been well I honestly I prayed that prayer like a long time ago and then recently um within the last year I've had just two dreams um but they both were like super strong super vivid dreams um, that have really just, and I think what he's doing, what God is doing is just showing me what the reality of things are. And, and they're really scary dreams and they, um, but they show me like one was about spiritual warfare and about, um, that if like in the dream, I was able to see it and then point it out and then to, to the others and we were able to combat it and defeat it and, um, um, you know, kind of come against it with our powers and stuff. And so it's just like, I feel like that gives me an outlook on what's really happening um, because in the Bible it says that we're not sp- we're not fighting each other we're fighting like the spirit realm we're we're dealing with things that are in the spirit realm and um, I think it's important that we're aware of it and so 
Um, I just recently had another dream that was really scary, and I don't want <laughs> to scare you guys. So, um, But basically what it was is just that that I feel like young people now are just being deceived um, by, a, by a lie, honestly. They're, they're, um, they're being sold that it is something that will change the world. It is something that will make them better people, and they will be able to be the catalyst for change, and, and this world will be a better place if you join this way of thought or this whatever, but it's just a big sham. It's a big, it's just not anything and and I think that's what it is like it's the fact that millennials want something real because they've been lied to and they've been you know not given the time of day um, for so long that they're tired of it and they want they want something that's real they want something and so since no one's going to give it to them they're going to go out for it and go find it themselves through whatever type of spiritual avenues um, um, they find that 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 experience you know that they feel you know resonates with them and I feel like um if we all just you know if we all in a perfect world had the Holy Spirit telling us what isn't good and what is bad then we'd be able to I don't know whatever I'm rambling um I think it's good uh, rambling (laughs) I think I think I don't know I think I just really want to be able to be that listening ear for the people that need a listening ear or to be able to be the house that someone needs to stay at because they don't have any place to stay or the the person who buys their meal or the person who, you know, helps them pay their rent or who, you know, like, or, you know, empowers them to, to do the big things that they have on their heart or whatever. And, like, I think that is just all that people need is they just need that real genuine love and what real genuine love is God is love and and if we're showing them real love then we're showing them God and and I think that is as simple as it is guys it's not a like a system a formula it's let's see this person for who they really are and who they really are is someone that God took the time to create because if you think about our bodies and you think about how all of the chemical reactions and all of the things that happen like that takes a lot of effort to 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 put together and and if you for us to just overlook each other as just another person you know like that that is that's not doing any good and I don't know I just want to be able to sounds so hippie I just want to be able to help spread the love you know (laughs) (laughs) whatever so long-winded way so Mariah is also a worshiper and a musician and a creative so I'm curious here in um, October of 2018 what is on repeat for you when it comes to worship songs I'm gonna be honest with you I don't listen to a ton of worship music I honestly, I feel the Lord. I believe that everything, if you give it the ability, can give glory to God. And I've been listening to a lot of secular music, but I always do just because, I don't know, I just feel like secular artists say what they really feel and what they want to say. And one of my favorite artists is um, this girl group called Joseph, excuse me. And there's sisters who have harmonies. And then there's also twins. You know, sister harmonies are really good, but there's also a twin, like, twin group in that. So, you know, they're really, really good for my musical people out there. Like, they're really great. Joseph, you should look them up. But they don't explicitly talk about the Lord, but I feel the Lord so heavily in their music because I feel like they're talking about things that are, um, 
that are important are things that we need. Like we have, they have a song called Eyes to the Sky. And it's like, despite what's going on right now, I lift my eyes to the sky. And like, I don't know, maybe, I think they probably do love the Lord and their music is influenced. But it's not explicitly saying that. So everyone, you know, would want to listen to it. And I really like Joseph. I really like really like the 1975 because I feel like they're actually talking about what society and what people are like right now. Um, unfortunately, they're talking about it from the place of hurt from this society, which, again, we can be the change of that if you want to be the change of that, if you want to be, you know, a loving person to someone and genuinely loving. And um, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just really into... Bethel's always good, if I'm going to give you guys a worship thing. I Bethel's always good. <laughs> um, I don't know. That's kind of kind of where I am. I listen to a bunch of different stuff. So, so because we're from two different generations, one of the things that we've kind of had a difference of opinion about over the years of our life is that I'm very much about, you know, worship music, Christian music, godly music. And Mariah has always had that different view of I don't have to listen to just Christian music. I can listen to secular music. And so she's talked frequently about one of her desires is to create secular music that allows people to be led to Christ because they, you know, a lot of people aren't going to be listening to Bethel. They're going to be listening to, uh, you know, secular radio. So tell us, talk about that a little bit because Mariah has a heart. She's one of the biggest hearts for unsaved people that I've ever seen. I think they're some of the coolest people in the world. Like you, you can't just. Just because you don't know Jesus doesn't mean you're a horrible person or you're someone scary. And I feel like we're scared to be real and we're scared to deal with real issues of of stuff that, you know, people deal with, like, I don't know, being like homeless or um, having same-sex attraction. I feel like we're all scared to talk to those people. But, like, those people are going to give you the, the – they're really going to respect you right off the bat because that's what they want. They want you to respect them and to love them. And so I love – I love people who don't know Jesus because they're the coolest people. Anyways, um, um, what was the question? <laughs> what was the question? I just well, love people. You were talking, we were talking about secular music created to lead people to Christ and that you guys wanted to create yeah, some of yeah. that music. Um, I think, honestly, like if you know how to love people genuinely despite who they are, what they are, whatever – if you learn how to love them, everything you do will be able to t- bring them to Jesus. Because if you're, if you have Jesus and you are, and you are presenting Jesus to them, be it through your life or through your choices or the words you speak, um, the encouragement you bring. If you're bringing Jesus to them, they're gonna see him, and they're gonna be changed, and they're gonna be like, "What is that? Like, oh my gosh! Like, I don't, you know, like." Prayer works. Praying for people who don't know the Lord really works. They feel it, you know. Um, I know this from experience. You know, one of one of my friends who doesn't know the Lord, I told her, I said, I pray for you every day. I set little reminders on my phone to pray for people, and, and I pray for you all the time. And, and so just that you would be, you know, feel God's love in this moment, wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, you know. And she said, you know what, that's crazy. I was sitting there one day and just randomly felt really loved. <laughs> and that was really weird. And I was wondering where that came from. And I was like, yeah, it's because I was praying for you. Like, like Jesus isn't like immune to unsaved people. Like he can still encounter people who don't know him because he's Jesus. Like don't put him in a box and quit hiding him from unsaved people. Like live your life. Like I worked at a, at a clothing store for three years and it was like, it was the best job ever. And 
um, every single coworker I got to talk to, every almost every um, customer that came in, I had the opportunity to pray for them. Um, and I like with one of my coworkers, she's like, I just don't know what I believe. I just feel like a big blob that doesn't, you know go anywhere because I don't know what I think and so I was able to and she was super open to learn and so I was able to literally have my bible out and be like well this is what this is and this is how this is and well in the bible it says this and she was so interested and and another girl was like super shocked to find out that yes I am still a virgin and no I don't drink under you know I didn't drink before I was 21 like they were she was so shocked but she was like man Mariah I just wish I was a little bit more like you and that's not to say that like I'm this great person it's to say that like I've lived my life exactly how I feel like I need to be living my life with Jesus and I didn't hide Jesus at all and they saw Jesus and they were they saw that they the lack of Jesus they had I guess and was like crap that's something I need you know what I mean and I think it's just a continual presentation of of Jesus to the people um without beating it over their head without you know while the Bible says you're a sinner because blah 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 just love them and treat them like they are a person who's awesome (laughs) and deserves love you know I think that's really good so um as we come to the end of this podcast I just want to tell you, um, thank you for sharing your heart with people. Thank you for being real and honest. And that's one of the things I love most about Mariah is that she's just really real and honest and um, shares straight from the heart and doesn't ever put on, she's not pretentious in any way. And, um, and she's always authentic. And that's one of the things that I love about her. Even if on days when we don't necessarily agree about everything, um, she, we don't. <laughs> we don't. she is, um, she's honest and she's authentic and she loves the Lord and it always shines through in what she does. And so, um, I hope that you've enjoyed this podcast. I hope Mariah's enjoyed being a part of it. And, um, so tune in again for the next episode of He Doesn't Waste the Thing and meet some more of my incredibly awesome friends. Until then.